So welcome back to the Barbells, Bikinis and Biz podcast. So today I am joined by another guest who is a good friend of mine, um, Josh Clark. Um, so I'm not sure what you probably know as. Is it Josh, just Josh Clark on Insta? Josh Clark PT. Josh Clark PT, of course, on Insta. And I brought him on today because I want to talk about some of the misconceptions and struggles you face when getting into personal training and online coaching. Because I think there is... I've had quite a few people come up to me during lockdown and say to me things like, oh, I've seen what you've been doing. I've been seeing you you work and it looks so good. How do I become a PT? And I've been thinking you've been going to the gym for about a year and now you want to become a PT. And I don't think people seem to understand what the job actually entails, especially the online coaching. I think people think it's this, you sit at a laptop, you can do what you want when you want. It's an easy moneymaker. So I thought we'll just cover so some of the misconceptions, maybe some of the difficulties people haven't considered, things we've experienced as well. But before that, just if people don't know who you are, just a brief introduction to yourself. Yeah, so obviously, name is Josh Clark. You can sort of find that across all my social media. It's quite an easy name to find. Um, full-time PC and online coach, but the aim, hopefully this year, is we're in that transition of moving from PT to online coach. I just feel... You know, my skill set, my knowledge, I can provide a better service as an online coach and with goals pursuing bodybuilding, it matches that lifestyle. Not that it would be an easier choice like me and Lucy will get into, but full-time online coach is the goal. I'm hoping to step on stage next year, do my first junior show. Um, and from there, just keep growing clients. Got some couple like ideas planned, getting a member site set up. But other than that, I'm just very same boat as Lucy, so both online coaches and just hoping to take over the game, essentially. Awesome. So... Like I said to some of these people, I think people, when they came to me, they thought, right, well, you know, they've seen what you're doing. And you obviously, we post the highlights on social media. We post how much we're loving our job and everything good that's going on in our job. And I knew quite a few people before I started, before I got into the industry. And I sort of knew what to expect in terms of some of the the hardships and some of the things that, because it's promoted on these adverts, especially PT, that it's, you learn this much and you see these pictures of people with, clients happy smiley you know it's really not like that at all so I think the first point I wanted to come on to is based upon that when you get these adverts it says you know earn 40k being a personal trainer I think the first part is that to start with you really are not going to earn good money at all your experience with that as well be quite interesting to hear yeah obviously it's not that you know for those listening we're trying to de-glorify the idea of being a PT or coach oh, it's just when certainly glorifying it you know the idea here is if you are wanting to be a coach everything needs to come from inside so you need to make sure that you actually have the passion to help yeah. so an insight to me for example I initially started by going to the gym I always had that sort of like wanting to be better and I instantly used to get such a buzz just from watching YouTube videos and telling my friends to do a curl this way or do this type of curl and it was that passion of helping people that is still very much prevalent today so if you are getting into coaching and you think like Lou said it's a 40k a year job and you're in it for financial gain or an easier lifestyle not only will you fizzle out but you will then not get the riches and finances that you want you need to make sure that you have that passion because you know passion will prevail amongst all in the end um, and you know I still get that buzz now from coaching for a long time setting people up posting that intro video I still get that buzz now I would still be doing what I was doing now if I was broke you want that kind of passion within your life and if coaching doesn't deliver that for you don't pursue it at all absolutely and I'm in a financially good position that I still live at home and 
and I've Definitely. set off on a good. I mean, I've only been in the industry um, about six, six, seven months now. But again, that passion needs to be there, and that's what I've learned. The more, the more I've put in, the more I have then reaped the reward. And what I've put in, yeah. this is not me saying how good I am or that I'm, you know, I'm working harder than else. But I have put in the hours because I'm passionate, and I think everything has paid off from that respect. So it's not a case of as well of I think like other jobs where you'll just rock up, do your nine till five sort of hours and, you know, maybe work a little bit harder and then you might get the benefit, but it's all, it's all on your terms as well. And that's another thing as well, that everything is down to you. You know, there's no one telling you, you know, your boss isn't telling you to go clean this or go fill out that report for me. It's you, you know, you just left your own devices and it's, it's your own business really, which is something that, that I personally did not think about and consider that I need to not just think about, I thought my passion alone and my knowledge alone would be enough. I didn't realize mm. the business side of things until I spoke to people like yourself and a couple of other friends that I need to change my mindset a little bit and understand that I'm a business. Mm. It's a lot of it's just taking action. Like the person I was last year in 2019, the person I am now, it's almost unrecognizable. Like I'd almost have to reintroduce myself. And the idea here is you need to be applying what you're learning and you know, you need to make sure that whatever is going on and whatever you are learning, you are instantly applying to your life and not just sort of like keeping it upstairs because only what's going to happen is you're going to be stagnating and you know, you need to learn that people are going to give up on you left, right and center. 100% people are going to be there. People are not going to be there. So, you know, like Lucy said, when she, when you was kind of sort of not clapping for yourself, you need to be more assertive of that. Tell yourself that you're doing well done affirm yourself that you're going to be one of the best in the industry because you've got to clap for yourself. Um, you know, you are your business and what you stand for. You need to make sure that you're applauding yourself for your successes because no one else is going to do it for you. Mm, absolutely. How did you sort of come about learning the skills of business? Because I, I had not a clue when, um, yeah. you know, I came into it. I didn't understand. Obviously, the, the boring side of things like taxes and stuff, which I've had family help with, but in terms of the sort of the marketing side of things which you really need to be thinking about how you promote yourself on social media now you'll see people you know that'll sell you courses on how to do this but they're charging you know thousands of pounds and most of the time i think they probably don't really know what they're on about half of the time so from myself it was speaking to other coaches in the industry looking at what they were doing speaking to them people like yourself how did you develop the the sort of business skills and mindset in terms of the marketing you know did you study at school anything like that so obviously you, you've got, with, with anything sort of like, you know, if you think driving lesson, any sort of exam or anything in life, you've got theoretical, you've got practical. Now I did my level two at college, that got me my level two gym instructor, but we know to become a PT, you need to do your level three. Now I had a choice, I could have stayed on and done that of college, which would be more theoretical, but I had an opportunity where I got taken on as an apprentice at a gym. So a lot of my knowledge regarding marketing was more practical. So I was learning whilst earning on a job, as the apprentice usually says. Um, so my manager was sort of like my first mentor. I was lucky to have someone that had, you know, earned multiple gyms, had a strong career as a PT. So I learned a lot about marketing, uh, email marketing. And from a young age, I was always taught stuff that a lot more advanced PTs were doing. And then from there, it was just researching. You'll know yourself from being a PT. There is a lot of time, especially if you're not paying rent. When So I, I do a lot of shifts and stuff like that. You, once you've done your cleaning jobs, there is nothing really to do. So sometimes you can be left with six hours. And you have two choices. Are you going to use those six hours to scroll through your phone, post a couple of stories, 
or you're going to use those stories to read books to read articles and all I would do you can literally ask the people at my old gym all I used to do is I used to have my head in a book I always had my head in a book I was always walking listening to a podcast so it was making sure that within the hours that I had it was constructively about learning new marketing techniques and then most of all applying it you know I've done over four or five hundred posts on my Instagram and from what I used to do to versus what I do now it was all just been a learning curve of consistency so you've just got to get in the field and do it but make sure that you're learning as you go I think you've touched on another point there as well about the learning side of things that your level two and three is not enough um at all now you might be going into a level two or three course with baseline knowledge like myself I had baseline knowledge and some stuff that wasn't taught in the course that I've been able to carry over but then I've obviously learned a lot within the course itself but if you just took that course as face value as that is what you need to know to become a personal trainer or a coach fitness coach it's not enough so like you said reading videos membership sites never stop learning that's something that I've prided myself on and I think has helped me as well never never feel satisfied with what you know and experience as well experience comes with that learning people and learning because these what you learn in the course is basically like a textbook but life isn't textbook clients aren't textbook cases so you can't it's Mm -hmm. never just as simple as applying these theories and strategies that come within the the textbooks to real people that's one thing i found i found as well and this is again another thing i picked up from my old mentor was a you know, the thing that separates a coach from a great coach is that the idea that coaching is, I see it as an art form and it'd be cool to see your opinion. And if there's any of the coaches listening to this, to let us know your opinion. But I feel like coaching is an art form. Having the ability to guide somebody through a movement, a hip hinge, for example, be able to track their sleep, their mood, their mental health, put systems in place to make sure that they are optimal in every variable possible. That is what separates a you know a coach from a great coach. Any coach can just send across a training program, a nutrition program, but to look into variables to optimize training and individualize programming to make sure that your client is at their best ever. That is what really makes a great coach. And there are only a handful of people that are doing it, but trust me, it's that handful of people that will go a long way within the industry. Absolutely, because again, that's something that's not really taught in these courses. It's very much a case of. Yeah. So I think they do touch a bit on like you know the st- stress here and there. I think there's a, there's a, um, a bit on the sort of the it's more like the you know the physiological side of the stress response. But I think it's more in relation to um to actually exercise being a stressor rather than sort of external stress of, of life. Mm-hmm. And again, this is not what's taught in the things that people. No one's no one's the same. Nobody is the same, yeah. and everyone has things going on in their lives, and everyone's body reacts differently to different things, and like you've said, delving into understanding these different mechanisms, that it's more fitness and health related goals are so much more than just a training and nutrition plan. So much more that goes behind it. If you wanted just a training and nutrition plan, like you said, you could, anyone can send it, type it in on Google. I could type it on Google now. Um, fat loss program, workouts and nutrition. And I get it. You get it hundred percent, but there's so much more that goes into it. And that's not what, top and i've learned again i've learned that through listening to other people so people that have sort of influenced myself in terms of so my own coaches that i've had in the past so vicky my current coach people like aj morris uh, bridgman tm cycles to an extent i'd say as well these people who uh, muscle mentors who talk about all these different variables and 
you see that the clients get the results and that these clients are consistently progressing and that's because they're not just getting here's your training program here's your nutrition off you go yeah 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 100 yeah. and obviously it's about looking to make it as individualized as possible so although those guys are doing their thing the reason why they're doing so well is because they're doing it like there was only one muscle mentors there was only one aj morris what the idea now is for these not lower tier but newer coaches and stuff that are you know coaches that are new to the industry you make sure that you're finding your feet within the ground finding your calling and although it's a very saturated industry it's only saturated if you haven't found your niche so find your niche find your message and from there that is what will be able to make you go far in this industry and you will then stand for something. 100%. 100%. So something else I wanted to touch on, I think more the online side of things, because again, this is a very a misconception as to what online coaching is. And it, it does seem to be this quite this glamorous job where, you know, you, you're doing a couple of check-ins on a morning, writing a couple of programs with your laptop where you want, when you want. And honestly, that's what I thought it was at first. I thought it was quite an, you know, an easier way out to sort of than personal training, a lot more free and it wouldn't be that hard. You know, you have a lot to do. But to be a good coach, and the reality of it is that it's not a this laptop lifestyle that you, you imagine. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. 24-7. That's the thing I didn't really realise at first, that it's not a... It's not a nine till five or this hours when you want. It is a 24-7 job. Because if you are yeah, a coach, you can contact me whenever, which you, they should be. It shouldn't be a, you can speak to me on check-in day or whatever it is. You're always going to have clients messaging you and always having new inquiries and things to do. There's always something coming up. So from the minute you get up, like the minute I get up, I probably got unread messages from the night before because I go to bed really early because I'm a granny. Um, to literally just before I'm about to go to bed, client messages still coming through. And there'll be times of day when I'm training that I, I switch off. But besides from that, it's constant. It is constant. Yeah. yeah. It definitely is a pressureful job. But what you've got to remember, if you truly are ready for, you know, the blessings, the success, the financial gain, is that diamonds are made under pressure. And, you know, like I say, someone asked me yesterday how many hours I work. And if I really think about it, I've been up since 5 a.m. today. Everything has been worked so far and up until 10, 11 at night tonight will continue to be worked. So it is a 24-7 job because I'm always looking to do more. You know, although the check-ins will be done now, you know, I've got chances now where I will study, I will learn, I've got a couple of lessons, I've just come off a coaching call. Everything is designed, whether it be a conversation, a podcast like this, is designed to network and propel me forwards. Yeah. So it is a 24-7 job. 100%. And I think people don't necessarily see that. And mm. enough self like for my family and stuff, they'll see me doing the bits. They do what is the you know, they're just the PR, the online coaching, which is writing up plans oh, yeah. and doing the check-ins. And you know, that's you know, it depends how how busy I am and whether like did it this week I've had quite a few people join the team, so I've got quite a few plans throughout other weeks. It'll just be sort of making sure everyone who I've got on board is just ticking along nicely. It'll depend how long I'm doing that stuff for, but they don't see the the studying and doing podcasts and even filming your own workout, all of these things that, that you're doing to try and build and grow. And if you actually did tally up, I think I did it once, just out of pure curiosity, how many, everything that I've done in a week that is for my business, my job, it was ridiculous. It was like 80 or something hours. Whereas you sort of standard human is like 30, 30 to 40, isn't it really? 
but it's like you know even even your own head can be a workplace at times like the thought like it's good mentioning the tasks that we do for the day but what about you know even just the thought processes and the emotions that you think for the day i can work myself in like we just mentioned before this podcast like i feel like i have to do so much that i'm getting almost paranoid and stressed that there's not enough hours in the day like i'm at the point now where i feel like i could do with more than 24 hours in a day um, it's the emotions that you always have to be doing more so there's definitely a mental strain on it but again referencing back to diamonds are made under pressure if you're ready for it you will be able to handle it absolutely and again I think that that sort of touches upon the point that it was one of the first things that was said to me by a good friend of mine Amy who's also a coach shout out Amy if you ever listening to this <laughs> she's very good in what she does um, and she's thrived and so when I sort of got into PT and online I was like right Amy give me some I just want some advice because obviously I want, I'm new. I'm the new person on the block. I don't know what I'm doing. So I don't want to be someone who pretends they do, you know, just give me some advice. You know, what have you learned? What mistakes have you made? And the, the first and most important thing she reiterated to me was it's going to be an emotional roller coaster. You know, it's every, you know, everyone has peaks and troughs with work. You know, you have a bit of stress here and then things are good. So, but with this sort of industry, it's a roller coaster in that you'll have days where everything's amazing. All your clients are thriving. You've got inquiries, you've got, engagement on social media and everything feels good and then the next day you lose four clients no one's liking your posts um you're stressed out and it just goes like this and this and this and you know so you have these extreme highs and lows which i think for some people like you said could if you can't deal with that pressure could really throw you off and i know sometimes i've i've felt that like when i've had like a day where i've lost yeah. a couple of clients or i've missed that i was creating a post and a video and it's got like two two likes, two views, and you've spent hours and you're thinking, is it me? Am I not good enough? And I think you do have to always remember that if you're consistent and working hard, some things won't work, but some things do. Yeah. And you've always got to remember that the things that things do work. Mm. Well, the thing is, you've answered your own question there in some degrees, because the first thing you said you was the new girl on your block and your first initial thought process was asking for help you had that you didn't have that much of an ego or pride that you was willing to ask for help and that is a lot of things that i see coaches uh, across social media and stuff like that they're that afraid to ask they would rather copy and imitate other people than to just drop their ego and just say look can you help me with this um and again i see other coaches that they'll, they'll feel like if i'm telling them something that i am more than them and you know even me as a coach i spend I've got the muscle men, I've got ages, I spend easy, a good, probably 100 quid a month on membership sites. So I will all, I will never be at the top because I'm always willing to learn. I will always ask people questions, um, multiple groups I'm part of that design to help me learn. Like you need to drop that pride and just ask for help sometimes. And then from there, you can only open the opportunities and learn more. Absolutely. There's no, no shame in asking for help. And again, it comes back to that thing that your courses, the, the baseline courses, just they won't teach you. Exactly, they'll give you a yeah. platform they give you the, the basics and that, to be honest it's more i would have learned better from some of these just listening to people like you know aj morris muscle mentors like if they'd have done a, a course <laughs> on sort of you know personal yeah. training fitness coaching people i think i'd have learned more from that practical wise mm. than i would have done from this but it's it's legalities isn't it you know you we have yeah. to do it yes. and that sort of side of things yeah but yeah so what about these extreme highs and lows? Have you? Is that something you've experienced yourself as well? Of like having these moments where everything feels yeah. like you're on top of the world, everything's on track, and then coming back down. Yeah. 
100% definitely you know obviously we've got this thing called imposter syndrome which is where you know you're doing so well you get to a point where you feel like you don't you aren't worthy of the successes you aren't worthy of deserving how well you're doing and I was always shown because sort of like upbringing and stuff like that I was always shown the adult world at such a young age so for me although I am 20 years old I've always been you know shown to work at a worker of a 25 year old i follow and purely engage with the top coach in the industry or other coaches like yourself so i'm always expecting myself to perform 10 years ahead of the game and it does influence some highs some lows and stuff like that um but you know it's just about keeping focused as long as you're doing something that you know as long as you're being yourself you will, you will always offer the world something new yeah 100 so now this is something that i've experienced myself um recently and um, yeah. i think someone talked about it on a, a podcast or on a post on instagram and i think it's something that's not talked about enough is just admitting and being honest about the fact that you aren't perfect and of course yeah the point that i'd got that i'd actually written down sort of in advance was that not every client is going to be this success story because that's what you see on instagram right um yeah, transformation yeah. and videos of your client doing a pb but you know you don't see the clients that don't work or the clients that don't get the results because whether it's you know your relationship didn't work they weren't following your protocols they didn't want you know whatever the reason is you don't see those and i think at first i had a client like that a personal trainer client who just would not do anything i said she refused to do any of the stuff so i said right we're doing this now no not doing that and it made you feel really mm. demotivated because you don't see that on social media. You don't see yeah, what's going wrong in people's, yeah. whether it's online or one-to-one. Yeah. I, think, I think that's something people need to realise as well, that not every single client you will be able to work with, not everyone is going to want to work the way you work. And people just want fit yeah. with you. And not everyone is going to be this person that comes on board who's super motivated and gets that £10 yeah. off and you can post a picture on Instagram. Unfortunately... It's not always the case. Well, as well, you know, this is the beauty of individualism and programming. You know, I have certain clients that, although I am a coach that is available 24-7, I have some clients that just purely miss it. I only only speak to them on checking days, and that's perfect. Okay. I have other clients where I'll do three check-ins a week, and I'll speak to them every single day. I'll do phone calls. That sort of individual approach will really help you understand different clients. And, you know, I can tell you're similar to me. We're both very harsh on ourselves, but... One thing that's really driven you, I'd say you've 10 extra growth in the past, you know, month or two, just by purely being so individual with your programming. Like the UAF brand is really becoming something that's cemented with the industry now. And that's what we want to see. Yeah, 100%. So advice, let's, let's wrap it up and talk about main points of advice. Let's start with sort of PT, because that's that was yeah. the main, that was actually what I got more, I think in general, more people, I think people who actually are PTs are wanting to do online, but let's talk about these people that approach me um, asking me about being a personal trainer who, you know, they've, they've not done anything like this before. Some words of yeah. sort of advice as to, you know, what the lifestyle is going to be like, what they need to sort of mentally sort of physically prepare themselves for and tips on how they can transition into that job successfully. I'd mainly, so again, going back to the initial point of having that passion and just the main thing is that you're going to have hurdles. Hurdles are designed, like you will not go into this industry without having hurdles. Some of the greatest lessons you will learn will be from rock bottom. You know, half the life lessons I learned 
purely came from the shit storm of 2019 last year. But I came into 2020 with some of those valuable lessons. So when it comes to a problem, first address the problem, then you can begin to prepare for it later on. So understand that you will have days, like we said, where you will lose clients. You will have days where posts will get zero engagement. You know, I've done YouTube videos and Instagram posts where I've worked you know, upwards of six hours to finalise them. It can absolutely flop and it can be disheartening at times. But the fact that I prepared for that one is aware of that. It didn't sting as much as it would do. So be aware that it's not going to be all sunshine and rainbows, but be aware as well that if you truly do want this, the negatives will never outweigh the positives. Um, and from there, just make sure that you have a message. I see a lot of coaches, like if I was to ask some coaches, what is your message? What do you stand for? They would stutter on the spot. But if you ask me the same question, I'll be able to say word for word, recite everything because I understand my message, which means that when I'm promoting my message, my audience can understand it. So as a coach, if you don't know what you stand for, how can your audience know that as well? 100%. And that's, that is probably the fundamental thing is the passion needs to be there and the work exactly, ethic yeah. needs to be there. If you've got the passion and the, because if the passion's there, you, you, you won't care how many hours you work. The passion's there, you yeah, won't care yeah. that, you know, some mornings you're up at 4am and like you said, going to bed at, 11 you won't mm -hmm. care because you love it and you know yeah, if, you, if you're not someone who wants that nine till five you know stable you know this many hours a week uh, more of a secure that's fine but if you yeah. if you love fitness and you love i think it's not about fitness i think the passion the main passion has to come from the desire to help and the desire to care yeah. like fitness alone yeah. is not enough because in general most people's fitness passions are are selfish endeavors without sounding sort of harsh about it. It is because my fitness passion is bodybuilding and that is my passion around the bodybuilding side of things. And, you know, you may love bodybuilding, you may love CrossFit, you may love just, you know, going out for your runs, but do you have that passion to then help other people? And I think that needs to be the, the fundamental underlying mechanism that, that drives you more than just a love for fitness it needs to be the fitness love for fitness for sure. But that, that innate, passion to help someone else yeah you know and you definitely have to have that driving force and although me and lucy are going on about passion and emotion there is nothing wrong with being money motivated you know it does make the world go round mm -hmm. but as a point on money that we can make for and you can apply it to your clients you can apply it to your life if you go to chase money you'll get nothing but when you have what money wants that is when things will get interesting you really start to see the blossom so to translate that into coaching you know, don't go chasing clients. Instead, use your time to focus on what the client wants. So knowledge, trust, use your before and after photos, generate testimonials, stuff like that. Produce valuable content that speaks to your audience. That is the stuff that will then bring the content, you know, the clients in and as a byproduct, the money in. So reverse engineer and often, you know, make sure that your actions are actually designing you to move forward. Absolutely. I think a lot of that will transfer into, because I was going to touch on the point as to someone who potentially wanted to become maybe just an online coach. Um, I think most of the principles there transfer across as yeah. well. I think the only difference with online coaching um, is that you actually legally don't actually need any qualifications, unlike PT, yeah. where you need. However, personally, and this is obviously, I've not been in the industry that long, but from what I've experienced firsthand and, I would personally get experience one-to-one -one coaching first or trial coaching 
maybe people for free because you need to learn and I think that's what I've managed to understand like from doing the peer personal training side of things as well is that people are different and understanding people is such a huge part of it you know a person isn't a textbook case you know you get these textbook scenarios in, in your PT course but people aren't textbook people aren't easy and understanding the different kinds of people even if you're working within a specific market let's say for me most of my clients are sort of younger females wanting to get you know either lose weight or build muscle that's but they're all different they're all so yeah. different you know, they may have very similar goals similar ages they have different jobs different commitments different levels of experience and being able to understand and apply those is key because as well as another thing is i think this is where i made a mistake at first as well but because I've been training for years, you forget that someone comes to you who's setting foot in the gym for the first time. You need to be able to understand how they feel, understand being able to explain mm. to you a deadlift. To me as a deadlift, I can just walk up to a bar and deadlift, but to them, you need to break it down into, into an idiot's guide basically and make it so simple and tell them understand. And I think being doing that in person um, gives you so much more experience and gives you, it just makes it so much easier to do it because if someone online comes to you and says oh hey Lewis, um you, you program me some lap pull downs um how how, how do i do them you could you know you could literally write out you know with technical words but actually if you've gone into person and understand explaining it in person that's that's helped me so much yeah definitely 100 percent agree and it's something again that i see as you do work the gym floor you understand behavioral patterns you understand you know, energy, energy, and to me, energy speaks more than words. So understanding how a person's behavior is, their mood, like someone can say they're fine, but by judging off their energy, I'll know truly whether they're fine or not. And it's those types of concepts that you will learn on your gym floor. Stepping into the online world, if you don't have that basic understanding of human emotion, behavioral patterns, motor patterns, you can't really instruct proper coaching, which again goes back to the point I've made of coaching being an art form. You need to understand how to coach a movement and not only that be able to break it down to multiple people i've got clients that are you know dyslexic i've got clients that just don't read i've got very sedentary clients that just want to watch a video so it's about creating systems that accumulate and accustom for different clients and from there that is how you can grow a base and start to transform and work with different people absolutely and i think i said just to finish off again but i think this is actually a very good point to finish off one sort of key error that you've made either in personal training or online coaching that you would, you know, tell people, you know, to let people know of that maybe then they can not then make that mistake. Or, I mean, mistake for me is it's, I wouldn't ever call it a mistake. I'd always call it a, a learning experience because you do learn from mistakes, but there are things for sure for myself that if I'd known in advance, I just wouldn't have done. And they get going, I yeah. think it would have benefited me to not do them. So do you have anything that you would put yeah. in that bracket? The, the biggest one would just be not applying knowledge. You know, for example, it's it's great if you're reading books, if you're listening to this podcast, but what's not great is if you're not applying it. So listen to the points that we're saying, listen to what Lucy's saying, listen to what I'm saying. But not only that, I want you to make a conscious effort today of applying what we've taught. So, you know, start asking your clients for video feedback. Start reading a book, but applying what you're learning. And it's applying the knowledge in theatre, you know, in practical, in practical actions that will really take you far as a coach. And that's not just me saying it, like literally you could scroll from my account, see the stuff from 2019. I was always wondering why I wasn't getting clients, why I wasn't growing yet. I was reading a book a week. 
But when I looked at, you know, the sales, the revenue, the knowledge, I wasn't applying anything. Whereas fast forward to now when I don't read as many books, but I'm applying every knowledge that I learn, that's the stuff that's making me grow as a coach. So to, you know, to summarize, just start applying your knowledge, what you're learning. Yeah, 100%. I think mine, sort of my biggest mistake or ever was, yeah. I don't know, cause I think I've not, I've not seen anything as a, as a negative. I've learned, I think I understand and appreciate that when you are new to something, you will make mistakes yeah, yeah. and you will learn. So I think I've just, I've not really, you know, thought about things or beat myself up about things because I thought, well, you're new if you were, you know, a new person in an office or, you, you would be making mistakes and learning and getting better and that's the same in this industry and you know hand on heart I can say that each month I look but I reflect on my practice and I reflect on what I've learned and the changes I've made to my systems and each month from where I was in January things such simple yeah. as the coaching sheets I now offer clients they're more they're more educational like I said applying the knowledge so I've, I'm you know I'm making sure they've got more on their sheets they look a bit better you know everything yeah, yeah. is slowly improving and I think that's something as well. So if you, you know, you feel like that and you've just started out and you, you know, you see, it's very easy to compare. Um, so you see, you know, mm. people that inspire you in terms of other coaches or trainers and you see what they're doing and you're like, why is my stuff not looking like that? Why do their sheets look so good? Why do they have so many clients? You've got to remember that experience is key and they will have been mm. you a couple of years ago making those experiences. So don't give up, keep going. And eventually people will, then ask you because I've had that which to me was amazing like I've had a few messages saying oh Lucy your coaching sheets look ace what, what software are you using and like people yeah. are coming to me like other coaches are coming to me and that's because I've been I've not beat myself up and I've always just prided myself on keep moving forwards keep moving forwards and better yourself because you will get better with anything in life the more you practice the more you learn the better it becomes the best things are a result of consistency and you know it's you need to make sure that you're doing the consistent stuff because for example a lot of my clients one of the key questions in my consultation form is how did you hear about me or it'll often come a conversation i've had some clients where they've only bought from me after following me for upwards of six months so it's that type of trust if you think that's not just an overnight sales although it took two seconds to transfer and set up the payment it was six months of daily posting of multiple stories of valuable input so you have to be consistent and you know don't hop it don't like look at the top coaches and instantly do what they do find your feet cover the basics and then from there you will get better with time i think that is a case well of practice what you preach it's not just a case of practice what you preach in terms of the fitness and nutrition side of things in that you know but actually just being a cons consistent as well and if you show that you're you know committed to your line of work someone said that to me like i've seen you know how much care and attention you put into your clients and that's why i've approached you so you know showing you know not just showing you know this is me doing a squat i squat i'm telling my clients to squat so i'm gonna squat and this is me eating my protein because you know i'm, I'm preaching to my clients but just actually being showing that you are consistent and dedicated to what you do so the consistency element does need to be there and i think social media is huge and you do need to be present on there now not all your clients will come from there because I've got some from the gym and through sort of my Facebook. Um, the older people, old sort of, that's something horrible, that sounds horrible there. But, you know, okay. for, for, if your market is younger people, especially social media is where you need to be. So just show that you are consistent because you can't do that in person. You know, PT, this is online more than anything. In PT, people can sort of see you PT. 
online you can't see someone doing someone online unless you post it online if that makes sense yeah yeah of course there is a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes but it's all about you know utilizing all the aspects of social media like instagram for example you've got story features you've got igtv you've yeah. got posts you've got videos all of which you can be utilized to showcase your life you know as an online coach to build trust to engage with your followers like a Q&A box alone, a simple Q&A box can generate not only hundreds of followers, but build a community rather than a following. And it's little stuff like that that you need to be utilising. So be present across everywhere. Is there anything else you wanted to touch on that we haven't covered? In um, Not really. I mean, obviously, if people are so potentially to look into grow following or, you know, as, as an online coach, if you're wondering to, to grow more followers, two points would be to... Don't focus on buying, you know, following a community, focus on building, sorry, you want to focus on building the community, but not building a following. You know, you can see influencers with upwards of 200k followers and they launch products and it'll absolute flop. But you can see, you know, proper coaches with a good community of say 30k and they can launch one t-shirt and it'll sell out. So you need to make sure that you're building a community rather than a following. So again, using the Q&A boxes, engaging, liking, commenting, saving other people's stuff, commenting, you know, meaningful stuff. Engage with your followers and that is how you will begin to build trust with your audience. Because I'm not a big account. I'm not even at 2K yet. But like you've said, you know, building that community. And I think, again, that comes back to the posts. Like, you may do a post and it may, quote unquote, flop. You know, you spent hours on this YouTube video yeah. and you've got 40 views and you were like, you were con because you do you think oh i might get quite a few views for this this is you know some really in, in, insightful stuff that will really help people you get like 40 views and you're like oh great yeah but that, yeah. that one person views it and say like for example i did one about uh, tips on sleep uh cheeky plug go give that a watch no i'm joking <laughs> but say one person who didn't really think about that watches that and thinks that was really helpful then buys into you well then that's job well done so building exactly. the circle, building that community, it doesn't matter. Don't chase the following, you know, keep, yes, obviously a bigger following helps for sure, but you want everyone who follows you to be engaging. You want people, valuable followers, people who care what you say, exactly. people who could be potential customers or just people who are going to bet you. So people like, like Josh is not a potential customer of mine, but Josh is someone who, I follow his stuff because it inspires me as a coach. So following other coaches, following people you look up to. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much, you pretty much just wrapped it up good there. It's all about, you know, just following people that match you in and from there, you can learn new stuff, understand new techniques, and it's all just a growing curve from there, really. Yeah, so I think, I think that's, that's going to do us good you know a good solid 40 minutes there and um, if people I'm sure Josh feels the same but if anyone's out there listening who's potentially wanting to get into the industry who maybe after listening to this has a few more questions or um, you know maybe after listening to this feels confident that this is what they want to do or, or just in general are interested I'm happy to like I've said I've not been in the industry long but I'm happy to share my knowledge I'm happy to share my experiences and offer words of wisdom and advice you know i'm sure you feel the same if people want to happily you know dm you and ask questions because don't be scared to ask for help do not be scared to ask we touched on this don't be scared if you've got questions and you're not 100 percent sure just reach out it's one of the best things i i do and have done all right so well thanks for listening guys it's been a bit of a different one today but i'm sure some of you and i hope 
those who potentially are interested in this industry have found it insightful and useful. I'm sure I'll have Josh back to touch on something maybe a bit different. I don't know what, but something. <laughs> and yeah, I'll see you in the next one. Thanks, guys.